Rojbaş, this is the Kurdish edition podcast and I'm your host Sardar Saadi. This is the third episode of the Kurdish edition podcast. In this episode, uh, I'll talk to Professor Yus Garden about the history of the Kurdistan Workers Party, Parti Akarkan in Kurdistan, the PKK. Uh, this episode is divided into two parts. In the first part, we will discuss the early days of the formation of the PKK and its developments uh, until late 1980s. And in the second part of this episode, uh, we'll talk about the uh, history of the PKK uh, from 1990s uh, up until today. Yust uh, Young Garden is an associate professor in rural uh, sociology at uh, Wageningen University in the Netherlands. He's also a project professor at the Asian Platform for Global Sustainability and Transcultural Studies at Kyoto University in Japan. Uh, Professor Jungerden is uh, one of the founding members and editors of the Kurdish Studies Journal. A common uh, denominator of his research has been the question of how people create and maintain a livable life under conditions of precarity. This research interest has expressed itself in two interrelated research uh, tracks, one focusing on the ways in which people develop alternatives for market-induced securities, the other how people develop alternatives for state-induced insecurities. These he refers to as self-organized practices or do-it-yourself development. This episode is uh, released on March 21st, 2019. As you know, March 21 is uh, the day of Nevroz, and uh, Nevroz is a national holiday for the Kurds and many people in the Middle East and in Central Asia, and also the beginning of the new year. Uh, So uh, for this occasion, I will have some Kurdish music specifically about Nowruz, uh, dedicated to Nowruz, included in both parts of uh, this episode. And I hope uh, you enjoy it. Nowruz Pirozbe, Happy Nowruz. And uh, the first song uh, is Nowruz by Hozan Sarhat. I'm 
Ozan Sarhat was one of the leading figures in the cultural uh, uh, movement of the PKK in 1990s and uh, he died in uh, military operations by the Turkish army in 1999 in Uh Here is the first part of my interview with Professor Yus Yongerdan. Yos, thank you very much for accepting our invitation to be uh, on our podcast. Welcome. Uh, in Turkey, uh, as uh, you have extensively written about uh, about the uh, foundation of the PKK, we see uh, this strong presence of Turkish left uh, uh, in nineteen in the nineteen sixties and nineteen seventies, uh, and how it kind of prepared the ground for the emergence of the PKK. Beside the many other factors, we can talk about uh, um, uh, the development of Kurdish nationalism uh, after 1950s in all other uh, parts of Kurdistan. So if you want to talk a little bit about this background uh, that you uh, have written in one of the articles about uh, uh, the PKK, and we can move on. Uh, and I will probably ask you more questions about uh, uh, the details uh, as we are moving on. Yeah. Well, may maybe on a very general level, we could we could say that in the in the 1960s and 1970s, uh, Marxism uh, provided a, a, a general framework, a political framework for liberation struggles all over the world. And those also in in Turkey, Marxism was at the time a very important framework for thinking about social struggles and political struggles. Marxism provided the uh, the general uh, the general framework for thinking on uh, thinking about uh, about liberation. Uh, in the course of the 1970s, we see uh, a separation occurring, um, and um, that is a period uh, after the uh, after the coup which took place in 1971, in which the leadership of the main political parties at the time, political movements at the time, had been killed or had been uh, had been detained. Uh, we see that uh, the left uh, in uh, in Turkey was uh, somehow without uh, without direction, without leadership, and we see in uh, the, well, the beginning of the 1970s, 73, 74, we see that the left is again uh, gathering and coming uh, coming together. In Ankara, this happens around the establishment of a student uh, association, uh, where people from different backgrounds, different political backgrounds uh, come together. These are people from a background which goes back to the THKPJ uh, of Mahi Chayan or those who were inspired by the THKO of, uh, of, uh, of Denis Gazmiz. And, uh, and then of course you had the uh, the THKPMLE which was uh, which was headed by Ibrahim Pakaya. Um, and these were the important m movements at the time, and um, they were all, uh, in fact, uh, the leadership was either killed or detained after the, 
after the coup in uh, in 1971, and then you see a the left which is uh, which is somehow without leadership and without direction, and in the in the in the 73-74, people are again coming uh, coming together. At that time, you do not see a separation between the Kurdish and the Turkish organizations. There are there are f group formations, but they they somehow they work together within the context of that uh, of Ajut, that is the the, yeah. uh, the 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 student uh, the student organization. After uh, after its banning in uh, the end of uh, '74, we see a process uh, occurring in which uh, in which uh, a separation takes place with with between the Kurdish left mm -hmm. and uh, those uh, which make up the, uh, the, the the Turkish left, if we can if we can express it like uh, like this, and uh, from the Kurdish left, uh, they were named the Kurdistan revolutionaries. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the PKK would uh, would emerge. Uh, just be, mm, mm, a little bit going back, uh, this. Uh uh, student organization that you mentioned was there a specific organization and kind of an umbrella organizations or uh, are we talking about uh, student movement as general no it was a it was a uh, it was an umbrella organization and it was an organization which was actually established by what uh, what was referred to as the uh, dr jular these were the followers of uh, of hikmet kvulumjit uh, and um, they had the idea to establish a legal platform in which the left could organize them uh, themselves. And when they were engaging with that, and it was shortly after the military coup, most of the others thought, well, this is, this is a mission impossible. When you establish an association like this, uh, you have a, a legal association, you have to give names to the police for the, uh, in the process of registration. That's just the same as turning yourself in. So most of the other other groups they were a bit suspicious against the initiative uh, for, for, for for this reason for this reason, um, but uh, they uh, they registered and it worked. Uh, the, the organization was 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 allowed uh, was was and legally this is the established. Same organization that Ojanan was uh, more a board member for a while. Right. Yes, and that is the, that when the organization was established, then all the other groups said, well, if we have an organization for the left, it has to be shared. So it was officially established by the Dr. Jilak, but in practice, uh, uh, people from different groupings, after the formal establishment took place, people from different other groupings, they also entered the board of this uh, this organization and as such it became in fact a platform uh, in which people with different backgrounds came together to discuss politics to discuss the situation in Turkey also to discuss the Kurdish issue but of course it's also the context from which the PKK uh, emerged so in, in this sense this is an uh, this is is an important background to the to the history of the PKK. And you mentioned uh, that all of these uh, main leading figures they were students at that time. So I would assume many of the founders of the PKK were students in Ankara at that time, right? 
Is that correct? Many of the many of the of the founders of the PKK or those who were active at the time within that uh, within that movement, which became the PKK, were uh, were students, and they came from uh, from Elazir, they came from uh, Sivarek, they came from Urfa, uh, but they also came from uh, from Urdu, eh, from the Black Sea uh, coastal uh, region. Eh, if you think uh, Kemal Pir, uh, Haki Karer. Uh, they came from the, the black coastal region, yeah. uh, for yeah. example. Uh, if we name the, that very close circle that uh, founded the PKK, many of them uh, later on were uh, killed, died in prisons, and some of them are still in the PKK. Uh, you mentioned Kamal Pir, uh, Haki Karar, there was also Mazlum Doran, Beside uh, Abdullah Ojanan as a leader, who else uh, we can name? Uh, Jamil Bayek, I would say. Ali Haidar Kaitan, uh, Mustafa Karasu, uh, Riza Alton, Duran Kalkan. Uh, Kalkan uh, of course, uh, Riza Alton was maybe one of the few uh, people who was uh, was not a student. Um, but most of them at the time were, uh, were, uh, were students, or at least they came to Ankara to study. But when they became involved in uh, the, the, the Kurdistan revolutionary, uh, at that time they uh, mostly is what they uh, quit uh, studying. Yeah. Yeah. Kurdistan Devrim Jilere, yes. uh, Kurdistan revolutionaries. That was the name they gave to themselves. Okay, and was there any woman, like uh, Sakina Jansas came to PKK, I would say, later on. Was she a student in Ankara or uh, she joined later? Um, um, Jansas, she came from, uh, from Tunjali, from Dersim, and she joined the movement, uh, she joined the movement uh, from, uh, from there. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh, Kassir Öcalan, yeah. or Kassir Yildirim, yeah. and she was one of the other uh, uh, women uh, within the movement uh, from the very, uh, very beginning. This is Öcalan's uh, partner that they... Uh, yeah, later and later she separated from, yes. uh, from the party. Yeah, yeah and it's also very interesting because uh, uh, at the same time, we have many students, uh, Kurdish students in Tehran University, that they later became uh, prominent figures in the leftist movement, Kurdish leftist movement in Iran. And we have many Kurdish uh, students in Europe uh, that later on uh, became uh, very important figures uh, in the Kurdish movement in Iraq, like Mahmoud Usman, or even Jalal Talabani in Baghdad. So uh, this is very interesting to uh, see how these Kurdish students who are going to these major universities are immersed into this uh, cultural left, uh, uh, progressive mm, movements, uh, and uh, this uh, different uh, uh, ideological movements in these cities and they think about Kurdistan and they come back. Where, how in the PKK it started uh, this coming back, this coming together and thinking about Kurdistan? Well, when, when students from, uh, from different parts of Kurdistan came, to, uh, came to, 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 to Ankara and if they had an interest in, 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 in politics, 
uh, and also when you, for example, look to the uh, to the uh, to the personal history of uh, Maslum Doan, uh, he first went to the, uh, the to the to the Kurdish more nationalist organizations, to which he could not f create a sense of belonging, uh, mainly because of his uh, of his uh, of his background from a poor family, while those Kurdish nationalist organizations were more dominated by uh, uh, by people from uh, more uh, let's say higher class. Uh, families. Um, so he could not well connect to, to them. And the problem with the, uh, with the Turkish leftist organization was that he could not connect to them, not because of the difference in, uh, in, in class, but because of the chauvinism, which was dominant or present within these parties. So you see that those Kurdish students, that they are looking for a well, uh, a, a political organization to connect to because they have that political drive. Yeah. And, um, um, well, Maslum Doan, he, uh, I think it was Haki Karer who introduced him to, uh, to the Kurdistan Devrim Jilari. At the time, a group of people organized uh, around or together with Öcalan, uh, um, they have their house meetings in uh, Ankara and they also look for others who could join them. And uh, at the time, mainly also uh, on, on, on personal invitation, people are asked to join and to give their uh, ideas about the, 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 the political struggle in, uh, in, in Turkey and the status of Kurdistan. And uh, in these house meetings, they uh, have extensive discussions with also very long lectures of, uh, of Öcalan about, uh, well, the political situation in the world, the political situation in Turkey, and about uh, Kurdistan as a, a colony or as an international uh, colony. But it's mainly on basis of personal invitation that people, uh, people join. And there's also a very nice, uh, I think, uh, reflection or a, uh, a personal biography by, uh, uh, by Mustafa Karasu, who was uh, on several times invited to, uh, to join and to come to such a group meeting. And uh, Karasu, every time uh, he doesn't show up and every time he has another excuse why he could not come. So he, uh, at a certain moment, they almost dragged him to the meeting, mm -hmm. and uh, that was also the moment in which he becomes involved. Eh? He, uh, he 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 joins, he joins the discussions, and becomes uh, becomes one of uh, of them. So this is very interesting that uh, uh, Mustafa Karasu, Duran Kalkan, uh, and Haq Karar. Uh, I'm not quite sure about Kamal Pir. They're not Kurdish. Uh, they're Turkish nas internationalists. Yeah, Kemal, Kemal, Kemal Pir as well, right? Yeah. Uh, so here, uh, beside this departure from chauvinism and uh, and this Kemalist uh, Turkish nationalism, uh, which is very important for these Kurdish uh, uh, activists, leftists like Ojanan, like uh, Jamil Bayek, and others. There is also this uh, anti-colonial uh, 
uh, reading of the uh, history of Turkey and why the, libra the liberation of Kurdistan is so important for developing uh, uh, a leftist alternative in Turkey that brings these people together. Is that correct? Yes, I think that's uh, that's that's correct, and that's also something which uh, which grows from their discussions. Uh, they have uh, very intensive uh, meetings in these in these houses in uh, in Ankara, and um, I think we have to uh, we have to uh, uh, take very well into consideration the uh, the, the background from which they emerged, a uh, 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 background in which they have political discussions about the situation in Turkey and the status of, uh, of Kurdistan. And uh, when they had those discussions, there was not a, uh, a, a separation between who, those who were Kurd or those who were uh, Turk. Had this, this took place within a broader uh, context in which people with different backgrounds uh, met. And uh, I think uh, what is decisive in the formation of the of the of the PKK is not as not particularly the ethnic background of its founders, mm -hmm. but their political outlook on how they looked at the situation in Turkey and the status of uh, of Kurdistan, and how they uh, and if whether they thought that uh, the the struggle for the liberation of Kurdistan should be um, um, should be um, should follow a class struggle mm -hmm. or that the struggle for a liberation of Kurdistan as an anti-colonial struggle should be let's say articulated to class struggle so two struggles mm -hmm. which in which not one or the other is uh, more uh, important and I think that's important when you look at the uh, at the political program which is articulated uh, within the PKK. It's an anti-colonial struggle, and it's a struggle against uh, exploitation within the Kurdish society. So these are two important political objectives of the PKK. And in the discussions about um, the situation in uh, in Turkey. Those two um, debates were given uh, importance within the group that uh, eventually would form the PKK. Mm -hmm. And then you had, of course, those on the, on, the, on the left, the leftist parties in Turkey, in which most of the parties would downplay the struggle um, for the liberation of Kurdistan, eh? they they disqualified that as as bourgeois uh, nationalism. Eh? The struggle which has to take place is the struggle around class, and if a socialist society, or when a socialist socialist society is established, the Kurdish issue will also be solved. Uh, a kind of a modernist class-based uh, approach to the Kurdish issue, which downplayed, uh, of course, the, uh, the, 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 the repression and the experiences Kurds had in, uh, in Turkey. Okay. Uh, 
How long the this period of discussions and recruitment lasted? Before. Well, depends on how you how how you look at it. The the the, the process of formation started in 1972, 73, mm -hmm. and um, um, it took until 1978 to establish a a political party. So that's a period of uh, about uh, five, uh, six uh, years, mm -hmm. um, and then it took until 1984 before they started the uh, the armed struggle. So, uh, if you take the beginning in 1973 and the beginning of the armed struggle in 1984, then this was a period of 11 uh, of 11 years. What was very important in the, uh, I think, within the uh, within the the Kurdistan Devrimcileri or the within the PKK, was uh, a process of of group formation mm -hmm. and the development of a distinct. Uh, ideology and uh, political approach. Mm -hmm. um, this was given considerable attention. You, you see that in the house meetings which took place uh, on a regular basis in which people constantly were in discussion and conversation with uh, one another, but you also see it in the approach of becoming uh, a, a, a member of a part of the movement. And that would always take place in the, in the very beginning on basis of a personal engagement. And you have that statement of uh, Kemal Peer who says, if we, have, if we need three hours to convince someone to become part of our movement, uh, we take three hours. And if it takes has to take 300 hours, we take 300 hours. So very there's good. very strongly that, uh, that, that also that personal, uh, personal uh, engagement. Um, so you could also say that in the beginning, uh, within the, the PKK, the emphasis was not on making uh, propaganda, or uh, they did not consider it important to to establish their association or their uh, journal from which to talk to a wider public. Uh, what they thought was important uh, was to, or to, to establish a, uh, a group with a high uh, level of uh, coherence. And from there to make further steps towards uh, a politics of lib liberation. Um, what you see with the other parties often is uh, a process in which the group formation takes only uh, well a short period of time and directly the establishment of an association of a journal. That th these were the two forms uh, it mostly, uh, it's mostly took. Yeah. And what happened after was very often a process of uh, separation. Yeah. in which conflicts occurred and uh, the, 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 the journal would split in two journals or the party in two and three and four and five. Um, so uh, a lack, of, uh, a lack of, uh, of, of political coherence and uh, you could say a lack of uh, internal uh, strength uh, which those parties were characterized uh, by. But at the same time, um, by establishing a, 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 a journal or an association, you become visible for uh, the state. And I think the Kurdistan Devrimcileri, uh, they uh, were for a long time, they remained under the radar. Um, the, the name of Abdullah Öcalan uh, went around, but it was not very clear who he was and what he was and what the group around him uh, uh, was.
until uh, in 78, 79, they became uh, publicly, uh, publicly known. So uh, in terms of the leftist politics, uh, this is also the time uh, in terms of the international left, we have many divisions within the international left. How did you decide what kind of left they should uh, align with and uh, build their movement uh, upon? Well, the, the, the PKK emerged in, in, that, in that period of all those national liberation uh, struggles. And they, 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 they also, if you talk to the people who were active at that, at that time within the, within the movement, they also refer to all those national liberation struggles from Eritrea to Vietnam to Mozambique to Angola, etc. as struggles which inspired them. And uh, of course, and it's good that you mention it, and uh, you also had those divisions within the socialist bloc, within, between the Maoists and, uh, and the Soviet Union followers, and then also at a certain moment when there was a division in the Maoist movement, you had those who followed uh, uh, China or Mao, and others they followed uh, Enver Hoxha. Uh, so there were all those divisions. And um, what you see within the, within the left in, uh, in Turkey is that they, um, I think, uh, uh, with the PKK, they formulated like uh, this. They took their mortgage as part of their struggle. So um, the, 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 uh, the leftist movement, they took a Chinese perspective or a, or a Soviet perspective, or they took the Albanese perspective for their struggles. Uh, which resulted in numerous splits within the uh, within the left, uh, for example, but also within the Kurdish uh, the Kurdish movement. For example, Kava, uh, one of the important Kurdish movements at the time, they split uh, in two fractions, uh, with one following Anwar Hoxha and the other following uh, Mao Zedong. Um, so the 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 yeah, they took. The, the, the socialist examples as their examples to follow, leading to numerous uh, splits. And I think the PKK was one of the very few, maybe the only movement, who did not do that. And that's why I think that uh, you, you could say that uh, the PKK was one of the least orthodox or maybe a non-orthodox uh, leftist movement at that uh, time. The PKK said actually uh, or simply said, um, all those struggles, uh, they carry an importance. But for the struggle we are doing, we have to look at the situation in which we live. So many of the discussions they had was not if China or Albania or the Soviet Union or Cuba was following the right trajectory to socialism, their discussion was about what is the situation in Turkey and how should we understand the status of Kurdistan and what does that mean for our struggle. So they tried uh, on basis of an inspiration they took from liberation struggles and from socialism, they tried to define their own struggle. And that makes them, I think, the least orthodox or the non-orthodox between a myriad of organizations which all uh, I would say, took their example from outside.
So, and the outcome uh, of this uh, theoretical um, quest to find what is like uh, more suitable for us, uh, I would say, it came out in Ujalan's writing as the first manifesto of uh, uh, the in like a liberated independent Kurdistan. Uh, am I right? This is the first manifesto of the PKK, where they. Uh, uh, talk about uniting uh, four parts of Kurdistan and uh, struggling against uh, all forms of exploitation in the Kurdish society, right? Yeah, yeah. in the manifesto they 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 give their uh, they give their uh, word uh, few a uh, few. Uh, I I don't think that uh, already in the manifesto um, you see um an, 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 uh, an alternative very strongly alternative paradigm uh, being expressed uh, it's it's quite a classical uh, party party program but in the discussions they had uh, you can see that unorthodoxy um, it's you can also see it back in brochures they uh, published uh, under the name Kurdistan Devrim Jilari because it's not uh, that the, 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 the manifesto from 78 was their first publication. There's a publication from, uh, uh, from 75, which I think is very interesting uh, to read. It's a publication uh, in the memory of, uh, of Haki Karar. And in this publication, um, you see that the Kurdistan Devrim Jilari, that they very strongly develop a critique on uh, chauvinism within the left in uh, in Turkey okay. and uh, where they very strongly emphasize the importance of uh, of solidarity and the importance of the liberation of Kurdistan for politics in uh, in, uh, in in Turkey mm -hmm. um, so in in those publications uh, maybe you, you you can see much stronger how uh, elements of a more, um, let's say, classical Marxist politics are already uh, connected to other struggles, in this case, anti-colonial struggle. And the fact that they already had that perspective in which they combined, or in which they emphasized the importance of different struggles which should be articulated, um, I think you see that coming back in the years later when they also uh, connect the women's struggle to the struggles which are important to fight uh, for uh, liberation. Um, and then you see that the, the, by articulation they expand the field in which they define their struggles. It's very interesting because uh much of what uh, we know about those uh, that period uh, uh, we can also see it a version of that somehow uh, still going on in turkey in other parts of kurdistan the tension between uh, this uh, national left uh, versus the kurdish left is still ongoing the question of solidarity but before coming to all of that, I uh, I want to ask you about the the Kurdistan part of uh, this background. What was happening in Kurdistan uh, in uh, late 1960s, early 1970s, b 
before these Kurdistan Devrimcileri, Kurdistan revolutionaries coming back to the Kurdish region and uh, organizing there. What kind of uh, environment do we have uh, in Kurdistan during that time? Well, we, we, we see at the end of the 1960s, in the 1960s, we see that um, Kurdish demands are slowly being uh, expressed. After, of course, decades of, uh, of silence which uh, followed the massacres which had taken place in Kurdistan and which, which in fact silenced the, the, the region in a way. And in the 1960s we see again that uh, demands are being expressed around uh, the, the, the Eastern meetings, uh, as they are called, a series of, of, of protests and meetings which took place uh, in, uh, in the region and which was mainly organized by the... Uh, by the Labour Party of, uh, of Turkey, uh, the, the, the TIP, and uh, by um, a, a Kurdish party which um, had emerged from the, let's say, the KDP uh, tradition, but at, at the time also a, a, a radical political party. At the time, uh, as I said before, it was a time in which Marxist uh, ideology was hegemonic. Um, so you you saw that these meetings took took uh, took place, and uh, that um, uh, Kurdish demands were expressed, uh, but of course in, a, in 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 euphemisms, in 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 a hidden content. It was uh, a protest against uh, underdevelopment, uh, under uh, a protest, of course, also against uh, repression. What we see in, uh, in the context of the coup is a, a series of, uh, of, uh, of, of military operations uh, in which... In the, in the Yes, in yeah. the context of the, of the, of the coup, uh, also preceding the, 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 the coup. A uh, series of military operations by uh, commandos and other special forces um, going from village to village, uh, bringing people together uh, for public uh, torture, uh, stripping them from their clothes, etc. This was the, the atmosphere in, uh, in Turkey, or in, in Kurdistan at the time. You mentioned the KDP, Kurdistan Democratic Party, the same that we had in Iran uh, and also in Iraq uh, and also in Syria, that kind of classic representative of uh, Kurdish nationalism with a kind of uh, progressive politics at that time, as you said, the Marxism was kind of hegemonic within these liberation moments. Uh, I want to ask you if, like in the context of that military operation, if KDP had uh, uh, guerrilla warfare, uh, warfare armed struggle in in the Kurdish region of Turkey, in Kurdistan, Bakur. Was there anything uh, uh, like actively, a movement actively uh, against the Turkish hegemonia in Kurdistan? Well, not 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 in the sense that they that they had an armed struggle uh, against uh, the, the the presence of uh, of Turkish uh, military police or state institutions. No, but what we have seen in the period, what we saw in the period, was the emergence of a Kurdish movement, a strong Kurdish movement in uh, in Iraq, and that the Turkish state was very much concerned that this could spread out 
to uh, the Kurdish uh, areas in uh, in Turkey. Um, and this was also, I think, a background of the of the severe military operations which took uh, which took uh, place, um, and I think which also have been uh, have been under uh, under reported. Uh, there's not much uh, written about the military operations which took uh, place at uh, at that period of uh, of time, mm -hmm. uh, in which we, as I said, we see the the, the, the public torture, the dehumiliation of uh, of uh, of uh, of people uh, taking uh, taking place. Of course, also an important background of uh, the emergence of the uh, of the PKK uh, later. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Kurdish revolutionaries, uh, Kurdistan Devrimcileri, uh, that were also known in Kurdistan as Apujular, uh, they come back to Kurdistan and they organize. And you mentioned a story in, uh, in this uh, uh, little town of uh, Urfa, uh, the province of Urfa, Siverek. Uh, do you want to talk about that, how they started to organize in uh, the Kurdish region, in which cities, if, uh, if there is enough data, that, of course, if you have. Yeah, well, the 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 the, the organization of the of the Kurdistan Devrimcileri or the Kurdistan Revolutionaries, of course, Ankara is very important because this is also where much of the later leadership from the PKK studied, where the first process of group formation took took place. Um, uh, but there were also other cities which were were important. Uh, for example, in Dersim, uh, they were very strong. Uh, Antep was uh, was uh, was important. Uh, Batman was important. But you had also had several people from Siverek who were part of the of the movement who uh, had come to Ankara to study and returned. Uh, Siverek itself also became an important uh, city in which the PKK organized itself. Um, and that's that's of course uh, against the context of the uh, struggle against internal mechanisms of exploitation within Kurdish society, which I already mentioned, eh, the, those two objectives, uh, an anti-colonial struggle, uh, but also a struggle against exploitation. And Sivrek, well, Sivrek was a, was, a, was, a, was a city or a town, uh, agricultural town, agricultural area in which um, you had a very strong uh, presence of, uh, of tribal leaders who basically owned complete villages and the villagers who lived there. And, and it's known that the first uh, military action of the PKK was actually against these Kurdish tribal leaders. Yeah, right? Bujak. Yes. And uh, there's a story of one of the, uh, of one of the uh, people who joined uh, the PKK movement uh, within the, uh, the beginning of the, of the Kurdistan Devrim Jalari in the beginning of the 1970s and he said, uh, yeah, he told the story that um, they were sitting in a in a in a cafe, and um, a cafe where you where people from different political movements were sitting together, discussing, talking, etc. And he was telling at a certain moment, uh, Bujak and his uh, his guardians, armed, they uh, came uh, came in. And uh, as uh, in a reflex, all the people, also the, the members of other political parties, uh, Kawa was uh, strong in Sivrek at the time, they ro rose up, they stand up, because Bujak came in. 
but the 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 the, the group of uh, PKK, or Kurdistan Devrim Jilak uh, members, they remain seated at the table. And he was telling that at that moment, when everyone stand up, and they remain seated, it became totally silent in the cafe, and everyone was waiting for yeah something like a shootout because this was a uh, an, an act of disrespect to Bujak, a symbolic act, a very strong symbolic act of uh, of resistance. Um, but apparently Bujak decided to uh, to let it go and to walk out, which uh, made something of a, yeah, of a, of a create some something of a relief in the cafe. And at the same time, it uh, established the reputation of the of the PKK. And one could say that uh, this was. Uh or this kind of politics against exploitation in the Kurdish society was uh, the major, major difference between them and all other nationalist groups, different groups that you uh, you mentioned, some of them in the Kurdish region of uh, Turkey. Yeah, uh, in a certain sense, in a certain sense, uh, yes. And especially also in Sivarek, I already said Kava was a very strong movement in, in Sivarek. Uh, inspired by uh, by Mao and also divided by the uh, the split between uh, between uh, Albania and between Mao Zedong, and that split that took place uh, as a result of the free world uh, theory, and the free world theory basically taught that uh, there are free uh, free worlds. That's the world of U.S. imperialism, of uh, Soviet imperialism, and the world of the non-aligned uh, countries. Let's say th this way. And the main uh, contradiction uh, uh, in the free world theory, as it is expressed, is the is the is the contradiction between the uh, the imperialist uh, powers. And uh, in order to address that. Those in the in the in the non-aligned uh, countries, they should they should somehow um, uh, organize themselves as a resistance movement against that imperialism. That meant, in the Turkish context, that uh, those within the Kava who followed the free world theories of uh, of Mao Zedong, that they said, well, we have to collaborate with um, the Turkish state against imperialism. Well, this brought them, of course, in a tremendous difficult position because everything in the lived reality of the Kurds in Sivarek, let's take Sivarek as the example, somehow uh, argues against such a uh, collaboration. But ideologically, because they were with Mao, they felt that they had to go along that ideological line. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, this, uh, this made um, the political positions of these parties very weak. Yeah. You, you cannot articulate uh, a sensible local politics, or politics in Kurdistan and Turkey, around such an ideology. 
Um, what you also see, for, for example, within the Rizgari movement, that they became divided became between those who supported Barzani and those who supported Taliban. You, so you see in the Rizgari movement a split uh, along, those, uh, along those lines. And this so, is all right after 1975 that uh, Mustafa Barzani, the um, father of current uh, leader of uh, the Kurdistan Democratic Party, Masoud yeah. Barzani, basically disbanded the struggle and uh, moved to Iran, right? Yes, and at, at, at a time when uh, you see that the conflict between the group uh, around uh, uh, Taliban and Ahmed, that, 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 that this becomes more articulated uh, yeah. in, uh, in Kurdish politics in, uh, in, uh, in Iraq. Uh, recruitment uh, that made uh, the PKK uh, more attractive to Kurdish peasants, to Kurdish uh, workers, people in urban areas, uh, uh, what was their main argument that uh, m made the PKK as the leading uh, movement in the Kurdish region? I think what, 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 what made that is the strong, organiz the stro the strong organization and uh, propaganda. What we see already in the, at the time that they are established as the political party, that they have divided uh, the Kurdistan region in, for them, administrative units. And every, yeah, in every unit uh, or region you have someone who is, uh, is responsible for uh, propaganda. Um, and uh, what they did was a, uh, well, this, this, this engagement with, uh, with, uh, with people, the discussions, um, the lectures which were of Ergelan, which were taped on cassette, uh, and around which they organized uh, meetings, uh, etc. What they also did, uh, the, the armed struggle against the state uh, started in 1984, what they also did was armed propaganda. Uh, for example, in, uh, in Sivarek, but also in Hilvan, they were actively engaged in a struggle against uh, what they refer to as, 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 as tribal leaders who basically owned, uh, as I said before, complete villages, towns and, and its people and who had a very exploitative relation with the people living in those areas. So the PKK or the Kurdistan Devrim Jilari, they were they were actively engaging in the struggle with those tribal representatives with those symbols of uh, exploitation and often also uh, people who closely collaborated with the uh, with the state and it's through the propaganda and the armed propaganda that they were uh, i think able to uh, well to 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 develop a strong base of uh, of support mm -hmm. Um, okay, let's talk about the uh, process after the foundation of the PKK. So in 1978, we have the PKK founded uh, uh, in a village close to Diyarbakir, I would say. What was? Fis. And Fis village of uh, Lija, right? In Diyarbakir. Uh, and right two years after, uh, there is a military coup in Turkey, a uh, military coup of 1980. Yeah. Um, Many uh, important members of the PKK got arrested 
and uh, we have this incredible story of resistance in Diyarbak prison by Mazlum Dogan, uh, Kamal Peer, Mohamed Haidi Dunmush, Sakina Jansis, and even uh, some new members of uh, in the Kurdish movement like uh, Kriten Kshanak was later in 1982 was imprisoned there. Uh, what was the importance of this resistance in uh, uh, consolidating the PKK as the resistance uh, movement that we know? Well, maybe we could say that it is very similar to uh, um, the story I talked about uh, Sivarek, eh? when uh, Bujak came in and they didn't rise, they remained seated. Uh, they, they, they expressed a symbolic form of resistance against this tribal leadership, against these exploitative uh, uh, um, institutions in the Kurdistan region. After the coup and the arrest of uh, many uh, members of the PKK, alongside, of course, many members of other po political parties, we see that um, it's the PKK mainly which decided to follow a political defense. Most of the other parties and the members of other parties, they didn't uh, make a political uh, defense. They played down the political character of the movements in which they were active, or they excused themselves. But the PKK took a political uh, a stance, and they said, well, we are the Workers' Party of Kurdistan, mm -hmm. and our aim is the liberation of Kurdistan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was Pekemal Pir who said to the judge, if we had organized ourselves better, and if we had been able to better organize our armed struggle, I would not have been here today. So he was, uh, he was very clearly making his, 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 his the, the political stance of the PKK clear. Okay. Uh, and and, and yeah, well, th this, this established, of course, also the name of the PKK as the organization which stands for a resistance against the, the, the repression and the colonialism of uh, the state of, uh, of Turkey. And I think this, this political defense in, uh, in, in court had been very important. It also explains why the PKK was uh, subject, or the PKK members were subject to the tremendous torture in, uh, in prison. That was because the state wanted to break their uh, political uh, resistance. And uh, members of the PKK responded to that with uh, the uh, hunger strike in which some of the, 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 the well-known, prominent uh, members, leaders of the PKK uh, died as a result of this uh, hunger strike. And again, this also showed the uh, determination of the PKK and the determination of its, uh, of its members. And I think that this strong organization and this very uh, strong uh, political commitment also when you face the judge when you face the state that strong political determination that that made the PKK into what the PKK is uh, today 
Um, the other political parties, uh, you, you, you did not see this political uh, stance against uh, the, uh, the state. Moreover, most of these parties were already quite weak when the coup took place. Eh? Weak because of all those splits which took, uh, took place as a result of their orientation on those, well, other so-called examples of China and uh, Albania, uh, etc. Um, so at the moment the coup took place, I would say that most of these parties were already uh, losing support, were already uh, falling apart. And in most of the historiography on, uh, on, the, on the Kurdish political parties from the 1970s, it's argued that 1980, that it broke all the other parties, but not the PKK. Well, I think that um, the coup maybe gave the final push, but already all the other parties, of most of the other parties, were, well, as I said, falling apart and dissolving. Yeah. And um, the, the reason why the PKK did not was that the, 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 the PKK in that period had already uh, a very uh, strong um, political basis, a very strong, coherent political cadre, and that made that they survived. Of course, they, they had a, a very severe pushback at, uh, at the time, um, but they managed uh, to, uh, to reorganize and reinvent uh, themselves after the coup. Absolutely. What you also see, of course, that, that these are maybe also important decisions that the PKK decides to go to Lebanon uh, mm -hmm. for their political and military training. So the, uh, the remaining cadre, uh, including Ojalan, they, they moved to Baka Valley in Lebanon, right? Yes, they, they moved to, uh, they moved to uh, there. Many were in prison. Uh, those who could escape, they went to, uh, to, to Lebanon, to Syria and Lebanon. And of course, there were also people who remained in, uh, in Turkey. Um, but those who could reach, uh, reach uh, Lebanon, Syria, Lebanon would try to go to Syria and, uh, and Lebanon, uh, but and, and that's where they organized uh, them uh, themselves politically and military, reorganized themselves. Yeah. But of course, when you look, for example, to Kava, or one of the Kava groups, they went to uh, Kamishlo. Kamishlo is at the border with uh, with Turkey. Because what we see shortly after the coup is that special forces, Turkish special forces, they enter Kamishlo and they kill basically everyone. Um, so also these kinds of decisions, where do you organize yourself, uh, have been uh, important. What we see with, uh, with Alagizgari is that they, they move to, uh, to Puk-controlled uh, uh, area in, uh, in Iraqi Kurdistan. Mm -hmm. And uh, they try to organize their armed resistance from there. What happens? The PUK instrumentalizes Alagizgari in the fight against the KDP. So they're forced to fight against the KDP. And what you see is, uh, is, is a huge, uh, a huge um, disappointment, a break in their uh, morale. Yeah. And many of them, they, they move to Germany or they, yeah, it, 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 it dissolves, it falls apart. Yeah. So I think also the strategic decisions of the PKK to move, for example, to the BK, 
has been a very important uh, one. And Pekka Valley, uh, this is during the time where, uh, when PLO, Palestinian Liberation Front uh, yeah. organization, and many other leftist groups uh, from the Middle East are uh, located. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they basically take over one of the camps uh, there for uh, organizing themselves politically and, uh, and, uh, and military. So, in this period of this kind of uh, military preparation uh, that took about uh, four years, more than four years, 1984, we have the first uh, um, attack by the PKK against uh, Turkish military posts in Kurdistan. Uh, why they decided to wait until then? Or what was the uh, significance of that specific uh, time and place for the PKK? Well, the, um, the uh, armed struggle was supposed to take place uh, earlier, to take place uh, before. And um, actually it was postponed several times because the preparation were not, uh, were not, uh, were not ready. Uh, so um, it actually happened in uh, August 15, uh, 1984. Uh, but um, it had been planned uh, to take place already, uh, already earlier, mm -hmm. and uh, there was an attack planned. Uh, the attack took place on two, let's say, towns in the Kurdistan uh, region, eh, Eru uh, and uh, and Shemdinli, and uh, but there was also a third attack uh, being planned uh, in in Chatak uh, near uh, near Van. Um, but that one was uh, cancelled uh, shortly before it uh, should take uh, place because the, uh, the unit which was supposed to attack Chatak thought that um, well it was not uh, the situation or the conditions were not uh, there mm -hmm. for launching such an attack. Okay, and uh, symbolically it has been uh, written a lot about uh, it was. Uh, like they talk about this first bullet against the uh, colonizing forces and how the importance of this first bullet to give confidence, to give recognition yeah. to this uh, force, to this movement. Um, what do you think about that? If you have any comments about that? But that's 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 the armed, that's the armed propaganda. Of course, they uh, they they do. Of the, that's the, 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 the dimension of the armed propaganda and the symbolism of the, uh, of the attack, because the attack itself maybe does not have much military significance uh, to attack two uh, the state institutions and the military in two or three, as it was originally planned, uh, towns in the Kurdistan region. But the, symbolics, the symbolism from the attack is of course huge. Here we have a movement which has organized itself, also has organized itself military and launched its operation or announced the launch of a war of liberation against the state. And this, this, was, this, was, this was huge. But what we see that after the start of the armed struggle 
in, uh, in, uh, in Turkey, the armed struggle by the PKK, that it's very quickly spread. Eh? So when you, when you look at the uh, end of the 80s, the beginning of the 1990s, 1990, 1991, uh, large parts of the territory in Kurdistan was actually being controlled by the PKK. And uh, the army moved around uh, in, uh, in daytime, but they withdrew at night. And um, if you talk with people in the, in the, in the, in, in, in the region, they all know that, uh, that the, the presence of the guerrilla, they, they were there. They were also in the villages. Um, so a large part of the territory actually was being controlled by the, uh, by the PKK. And uh, it's with a new military strategy which being adopted in 1993-94 by the uh, Turkish army that they managed to regain control over the, uh, over the countryside. And that comes together with large-scale uh, evacuation, destruction, and burning of uh, of villages. The beginning of 1990s, there was an attempt uh, by Turgut Özal uh, uh, at the times, the yeah. Turkish uh, uh, prime minister or president, uh, to kind of uh, president. yes, president negotiate with the PKK, yeah. and it didn't go anywhere. No. Uh, so uh, it's very interesting how the liberation movement in 1990s uh, kind of shifted into uh, uh, a period of like severe military oppression that uh, during the whole decade uh, destroyed uh, uh, many villages in Kurdistan. But I want to uh, uh, ask this part in the second part of our uh, interview is if it's okay yeah no that's fine but then if we look to do to, to for example uh, Özal and the, 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 the talks or the indirect communication which was there with the PKK or with Abdullah Öcalan um, that does not necessarily um, represent a let's say a liberalization of the uh, of the Kurdish issue within, let's say, Turkish politics, or at least within the context of the circles around uh, Özal. Hey, if if we look to the plan of Özal, which he he also presented, he wrote to his uh, then uh, prime minister, uh, Suleiman Demirel, um, in in his solution for the Kurdish issue was also the depopulation of the countryside. He also proposed the construction of dams in order to flood large parts of Kurdistan so that people could not return. So this is all part of Özal's uh, solution of the, of the Kurdish issue. Next to, let's say, uh, investments into the Kurdish region to develop it, because uh, that's the assumption, and that's the assumption among many Turkish politicians uh, over the last dec decades, if we bring development to the region and if we address the so-called backwardness of the region, then automatically its inhabitants will 
evolve in good Turks. Mm -hmm. uh, so we see the counterinsurgency mentality also with uh, Özal, mm -hmm. uh, together with a politics of economic development as assimilation. So in that sense, I'm not. Uh, I, I know that many people consider or look to Özal and the attempt he did as uh, as 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 well the the, the the beginning of a political solution of. Uh, for the uh, for the Kurdish issue, I don't think it's uh, it, it it's there. Mm -hmm. Maybe, and we never know that. Maybe if he would engage, if the if the if the indirect contacts with the with the PKK would evolve in direct contacts, and maybe if there would have been negotiations, something else could have emerged. Mm -hmm. But at that time, in 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 what he presented. I don't think there is something like a solution of the Kurdish issues in terms of recognition. His solution is also a solution of assimilation. Great. In the second part, I will uh, ask you about uh, the 1990s, uh, a little bit uh, in the perspective of international developments of this Soviet, the fall of Soviet Union, especially, and how. Uh, this uh, weakening of the left, international left, uh, kind of, in a way, pushed the PKK to change strategy and come to negotiation table to, with the Ozon and then continue with the shift in the moment in uh, 2000s. Yeah, I'm looking forward to do that. Okay, yeah. thank you. Let me finish the first part of this uh, episode with another song dedicated to Nowruz and this one is by the great uh, Armenian singer uh, Aram Tigran. Uh, Aram Tigran uh, song uh, mostly in Kurdish but also in Armenian, uh, Assyrian and uh, Arabic. He passed away in 2009. This song is called Adaru Nowruz and Adar is uh, the Kurdish name for the month of uh, March. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Adare, oh Adare, Nevruzu, Khushbehare, Adare, Urengine, Udemu, Bengajine, Zivistan, Wakka, Doje, Adare, Unevruze. Dijme Ye bechuk ye fu khortun tevde chen jod be jotun Kavam deltin deshte bina gule sur khwashte Ye bechuk ye khortun tevde chen jod be jotun Adare ah adare nevrozu khwash begare Adare u rengine u demu bengajine Zibistan wakka doje adare u nevroze Dijmena derdaye sarsala mekurdaye Dijmena derdaye sarsala mekurdaye 